August 23, 2019, San Francisco. The Sales Development Conference, the third annual conference focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. Join over 500 of the most influential sales development leaders in our industry for a full day of learning, networking, and growing your skills. This year, we're offering three learning tracks focused on sales development leadership, rep training, and our newest track dedicated to sales and marketing operations. Grab your tickets today before it sells out over at 10bound.com conference. That's 10bound.com conference. See you August 23rd. CRM has been proven to limit sales reps' responsiveness, persistency, and cadence. It's a design flaw, and it's losing you deals. That is why today's sales leaders use sales engagement platforms like VanillaSoft. Check it out. Go to VanillaSoft.com and start your free trial. Hello, everybody. It's Ralph Farsi. We're celebrating today because it's the 100th episode of the Sales Development Podcast. And I'm here with our featured host most of the time, but today he's our featured guest, Mr. David Delaney. Welcome, David. Ralph, thank you so much for having me in your gorgeous office here at ServiceNow. Thank you. Oh, it's, a, it's my pleasure. Hey, so Dave, you're the CEO and founder of TenBound. Why don't you just take a minute, tell everybody what TenBound is and how it helps people, in particular sales development professionals. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, sales development has exploded in the last few years and there's a lot of interest. There's a lot of people coming into the space. There's a lot of technology to support it. And there's not a whole lot of expertise in the industry. And so we started TenBound to focus 100% on sales development and sales development performance improvement. And so we work with companies as in an advisory and consulting activity. We train sales development managers, new managers. We've got one coming up in November that you're sending some folks to and work with the reps to give them the skills that they need. And we also run the big conference, which you've been a part of the last couple of years, the sales development conference that happens in the fall. And uh, that's coming up again in, in 2019. So and it'll be going before on. you know it. I know, I know. We're already starting to scout out locations. We're, we're looking at places in San Francisco. We actually grew out of the Ritz-Carlton where wow. we've done it the last couple of years. And so now we're looking at some bigger spots again in downtown San Francisco. So we're really excited about that. Love it. Thanks, Dave. Well, yeah. as I mentioned, it's a celebration. You know, it's no easy feat to achieve 100 episodes of a podcast. There's a lot of time that's required, a lot of preparation, a lot of outreach to get the best guests that you think will resonate most with your audience. So if you do a quick retrospective of the last 100 episodes, you take a look at the mix of you've had SDRs on, you've had SDR leaders on, you've had industry professionals from the sales ecosystem, if you will, representing, for example, sales enablement or sales operations or sales training. You've had a, a series that featured authors of books. You know, what are some of the highlights that come to you top of mind when you just take a quick look back at probably the last, what, two years in creating these 100 episodes? Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. It's been two years. You know, we started the podcast initially to be able to have a focus on sales development, especially from a high level. Mm -hmm. You know, we're definitely some resources out there for individual SDRs, which is awesome. But, you know, I had been running the teams for a while at different tech companies and, and I felt like 
you know, you, as an SDR or even as a manager, you walk by the conference rooms and you see the leaders in the conference rooms doing whiteboards and, you know, do, doing stuff on their computer and having these conversations. I wanted to be able to open up that conference room. So, you, you know, anybody could download and hear what those conversations were. What were they talking about as far as putting the teams on the ground, the metrics, the the training, the you know, all the stuff that we talk about as sales development leaders. Yeah. I wanted to open it open it up. So in starting the podcast, it was like, can we peer, you know, behind that door and get people in? And yeah, I mean the the main, you know, every time that I do one, I learn something myself. I take, you know, you you were on one of the first or second ones. I think you're the most downloaded podcast Stop that we it. have still. Please. And you know, you get to learn from these people who who you've heard of and you've seen them on LinkedIn and you've seen them, you know, speak at conferences and you can sit down and go belly to belly with a one-on-one conversation and pick their mind and get, you know, their passion about what they're thinking about. So you know, that that has been just for me personally, from a selfish perspective, it's been super educational. I've learned a ton and I've been able to, you know, use it in, in my business as well as I grow. So that said, any patterns you recognized over the last two years or the last hundred episodes, uh, you know, what what areas in sales development still need a lot of improvement or maybe a lot more attention than they're getting today? And what's been working, what's been working consistently, and what have we improved on? Any of the above, Dave, what do you think is something that, you know, the listeners today can, can really grab and, and take into their, into their day? Yeah, definitely. I mean, what comes off the top of my head is that the mindset of sales development is changing, and it's changed tremendously just over the last couple of years. And when I say that, you know, still... I would say a large number of people look at sales development as a temporary bus stop in their career, something that they do for a couple years and then they move on or maybe do for as short a time as possible and move on. And, you know, even from a leadership perspective, it's like, you know, maybe I'll, I'll be a manager for a couple of years, then I'll be an AE again. And then I want to be a VP of sales and I want to, or I want to go do something else. And I think the shift that I've seen is that, it's no longer for the elite, you know, sales development world. It's no longer considered like a temporary stop or it's something that I'm going to do for a while and then move move up to. It's actually like, holy sh- shit, excuse my language. This is a critical piece of your go-to-market strategy in sales development. And we need, we desperately need people who have been in the business for a while, know how to run a sales development program and, and on the rep side, know how to do sales development because it's becoming harder and harder to get people, you know, to engage. And so the real shift that I see is people are looking at it. This is a very important department. This could be a career. There is nothing wrong with being a lifetime lifetime SDR. There's nothing wrong with being a senior leader focused 100% on sales development. And the forward-thinking companies are looking at it to the point... I mean, I took it like one step further at the conference, I introduced the concept of the chief sales development officer. Yeah, tell everyone about that. That was pretty fascinating when you when you unveiled that one. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's a taking this whole momentum that we have in the industry to an extreme and saying like, someday, I don't know if it's going to be called that necessarily, but the concept that I put out there is we need someone who, especially in a product-led growth situation where 
you know, the, the product is leading to the interaction that the sales development reps have and then the sales team have, and, and it's all an iterative process. We need someone to be able to tie that all together and actually know a little bit about how the product leads to sales appointments and know how those sales appointments lead to pipeline mm. and know how those pipeline is leading to revenue. I mean, if you think about it, it's a really wide position. And broad position. And you need somebody standing at the conductor's podium, if you will, kind of orchestrating all the moving parts of a sales development organization. Yeah. And I think it's really intriguing what you say, how maybe, quote, back in the day, people saw this as a temporary spot yeah. for their career, a lily pad, if you will, to jump from into a more permanent role in sales or some other business unit. But it's evolved more and more into what could be seen as a permanent role not only as a sales development rep, maybe calling into high target accounts, for example, or sales development leader, especially if we evolve into this chief sales development officer that you're talking about. So it's been fun and it's been fascinating to watch the profession evolve like that. And another point you made is really the importance that won't go away of pipeline. So I remember several years ago, Reed Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, talking about venture capital and making it analogous to oxygen tanks for a company. So pipeline is not much different. Mm. And no matter how successful a company gets, it's going to always want to continue to grow and for the most part need to continue to grow. And in order to do that, you've got to have that stack of oxygen tanks in storage, mm. i.e. pipeline to get you to where you need to go in the next two, three, five, ten 10 years. So I couldn't agree with you more. And I think, you know, when you look back on the podcast you've done and the patterns you've mentioned, you've recognized what is in store now for, for the next iteration of this podcast. So for example, will you go to a next block of 100? Will you turn this into a video? What are some things that are swirling around in David Delaney's head? Because everybody learns differently. So we have all appreciated that. Not only have you published episodes of your podcast, but You've also complemented those episodes with the written form where we can now read the notes from each podcast and cut right to the chase when we need to. Where are we going from here? Yeah, great question. You know, as I, I see the, our practice, our world that we're in gaining momentum, gaining importance, gaining a real seat at the table. And you mentioned, you know, pipeline, pipeline being oxygen. So I see nothing but, you know, a positive momentum in the sales development world. And so this podcast and, and the, the content that we put out through TenBound will remain laser focused on sales development. What does it take to gain a sales appointment to build pipeline and to close that pipeline in 2018, 2019, the next couple of years. We are going to remain laser focused. Love it. It's arguably one of the toughest things to do, in my opinion. It really is. It really is. And, and the tenure, and anybody listening out there, I mean, the tenure of your VP of sales, the tenure of your CMO is shortening. All the studies that come out, the, these, these positions, if you are not understanding how important sales development is, polish up your resume <laughs> because you will be, if you're not creating sales appointments, pipeline and converting to revenue, be careful because it is really, it's more important 
then you know wherever else we're spending our time, we need to focus on this. So we will remain 100% focused on this with the content and the podcast, et cetera. As to your question though, I'm really excited. This is the first live podcast that I've done. Awesome. And a little nerve wracking. A little nerve wracking. We don't know, you know, I don't know what I'm doing right now. And I want to, I want to get out, get to people's, you know, get the vibe in people's offices, come out, see, see the bullpen, talk to the leaders face to face. I think that'll be really fun. Definitely. I've been a little shy about video. I'm more of a radio guy, but you know, adding some guys, what are you talking about? (laughs) Hey, you can come on the show anytime. (laughs) I've always been a little bit shy about that. So, but adding some video, like put, you know, bringing somebody in to look at, like, I think people are really curious, like what's the office, what's the, what's the different, you know, layout environments of sales development teams? Like how do people have it set up? So video would be amazing. The last quick thing is we're doing an overhaul right now on the website. We're bringing the David Delaney blog, which has a lot of the posts and content and, and the, the transcripts that you said from the podcast. Cool. And we're bringing all that stuff and integrating it into 10Bound. So it'll all be right there. We'll continue posting the podcasts doing the transcriptions, having everything, but it'll just be all in one place so people don't have to go all over the place. Are you in sales, but you're not using a sales engagement tool? Then you're probably losing out on revenue because you are not engaging with prospects at the right time, with the right cadence, and with enough persistency. You need VanillaSoft. Start your free trial today. Go to VanillaSoft.com. Very cool. Yeah, so, so I'm excited um, about that. I've heard, I can't name names, but I've heard that there are a lot of sales development reps and sales development rep leaders who are starting to do their own podcasts. So anybody in the industry that you're listening to a lot and you think might resonate with with the listeners? Oh yeah, definitely. Who I mean, check out, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, if if you're not hooked in with Sweetfish Media and you know James Carberry, I mean, those guys. First of all, they're just really cool. They will reach out. They'll they'll help you. You know, get your if you're interested in podcasting and and the new media type of stuff that we talk about they're just a great resource so i i listen to their b2b you know show i love obviously the sdr chronicles you <laughs> you you were on episode 100 morgan j ingram and now he's teamed up with john barrows which is like a dream team out there doing amazing you know just putting out and john barrows i mean i could go on and on here john He's barrows doing, um, motivation monday I yeah think yeah the monday show on on facebook you go on there there's a bunch of people leaving comments like asking questions and stuff so great stuff there and then you know we we share a lot of the things like obviously gary gary v is a huge influence on me just to keep keep it putting stuff out and iterating. Sure. And, and I mean, I go back and listen to like the first few podcasts and, you know, the, the editing sucks and, you know, the sound is terrible, but you know, Hey, you went out and did it and got it, got it done. And you now, now we actually are getting to a point where it sounds pretty good. Hopefully. Good. Well, you mentioned earlier the importance of polishing your resume. So that is critical without question, but what's even more important to think about is get to a point in your career where you don't even need a resume, where the work that you're producing and the trail of breadcrumbs that you're leaving behind is so effective and so impactful to our profession and to our world that opportunities come to you versus you going to those opportunities. 
So you mentioned people like Gary Vee and you mentioned people like Morgan and John Barrows and, you know, Max Altshuler has a podcast out there as part of Sales Hacker and the list yes. goes on and on the inspirational, impactful work that's being done. But let's not look away from the fact that they're shipping their product. They're shipping the message. They're making sure that they're putting something out there for others to learn from and then ultimately pay forward themselves. So I think that's a, a pretty nice segue into what your thoughts are on sales development reps who are trying to build a stronger impression, image, and brand in their worlds, both internally in the companies that they serve, as well as externally, the marketplace that they serve. Do you think it's a good idea that they do something like podcasts? Do you think it's a good idea that they consider publishing blogs? And if not, you know, what are some other alternatives that they have? Because not everybody wants to be on a video. Not everybody yeah. wants to plug in the mic and start rapping live, let alone pull up a, you know, a blank piece of paper and start you know, writing an essay on what they do every single day. So what are some other things they could be doing to kind of get themselves, their company, their company name, their offering out there, but better yet, help and serve the marketplace that they're, that they're in? Yeah, dude. And I, I got to give a shout. I mean, none of this, honestly, like none of this would have happened if, if it wasn't for you. We met, well, we initially met at an AAISP meeting like 10 years ago or, right. or more That's right. when I was, I was just trying to figure out how to make the sales development program at Glassdoor. Like we right. didn't have one at that time. And so we're like, um, it's like 2011. Yeah, dude. So we no before that, I mean, this is, yeah, yeah. Okay. 2010, yeah. 2011. I was going to say, further back, but we go way back. Yeah. So, so anyway, so the reason I brought that up is we met four years ago okay. on a rainy night in, in San Francisco. We were at an Irish pub yes, and I remember it was raining and I, I was in the corporate world at that time and you challenged me to you know, think about what we're talking about right now as okay. far as what is brand building from an authentic way. And your challenge was what, what can you add to the world to help people out and give them knowledge and share your knowledge in a way that's genuine and authentic to you, David. And I still have the note. You said, I want you to write a 400 word blog post by the, you know, it was like December by the end of the year and then ping it to me and I'm going to hold you accountable. And I did. And you were like, rock on dude. Yes, and from there, one, done. one and done, I mean, you're shipping, right? And so the, a couple of things there, one was, you, you challenged me, held me accountable to, to get something out there, which we did. And it was also like, it's got to be, it's got to be you, David, it's got to be your authentic self trying to help people and not necessarily trying to just put up, you know, David Delaney is a great guy out there or create something that's all about you. It's all about your audience. And that that's really stuck with me. So the other quick thing about that is, so thank you, first of all, for challenging me to do that. Thank you, David. Ralph, and I hope everybody listening to this, like I'm going to challenge everybody on here. Think about how you can add value to the community and be your authentic self. And then I want to challenge you before the end of the year, you know, we talked about a few things. Write a blog post, record a podcast, you know, record a video and post it on YouTube. Like do something, just get something out there yeah. so that you can start helping people out. Take Maybe it from host that. a local meetup host a meetup, like get out there, go to, I mean, you know, if you don't, if you don't have kids and a bunch of stuff like that, it's easier. Go to every meetup, go meet people, 
go out there, try to volunteer to be involved in the, in the organization, get up onto a panel if you can, so that you can start to, you know, build, build that, that momentum that you need. You know, I would say that since I launched 10 bound, you know, at the first six months was just trying to come up with, with the product that we have, like the, the consulting solutions that we have for, for companies and then the training solutions that we have and, and work on events, you know, it was all kind of heads down. And so the reason I say this, I had more time to work on doing a podcast. I launched the podcast. I started blogging more. I started getting out more. I started liking things on LinkedIn, (laughs) probably too much. And so the reason I say this is, hey, I get it. When you're heads down eight hours, 10 hours a day working for a corporation, you're in meetings, you're getting hit on Slack. I get it that you don't have all that time to be able to build your brand. So I would just challenge you to try to find some time like early in the morning or late at night, like outside of regular work time to be able to do this. Love it. You know, the YouTube star Casey Neistat recently published a great video on how he manages his daily schedule. And he ended up, you know, he ended up succumbing to waking up a little earlier in the morning than he did normally. So I think I want to say 4.30 in the morning, that guy's up and he blocks out 4.30 to 6.30 for quiet, private time to get most of his work done. He's not getting texted by anyone. No phone calls are coming in. Literally no one is up and around in his house. So he's got that quiet personal time in front of his laptop. He's answering emails from the day before, which reminds me of Tony Shea, who's the CEO of Zappos. He leverages a concept that he created called the Yesterbox, where he actually lets his email inbox fill up for a day. And then he looks at it the next day and he calculates, okay, how many emails came in? What are the most urgent and important ones? And then he begins his sorting and prioritizing work. And he gets to his emails knowing that he's got a finite amount of emails to work with. Whereas when you wake up in the day and you just kind of fire off responses to emails as they're coming in, you're really not sure where the end is. Yeah. And you can spiral into a lot of different directions. So just harnessing your time, taking advantage of the precious time that we do have and the limited time that we have is so important. Yeah, so anyway, exactly. on that note, you and I are veering off, right? So okay. I, asked, I asked about, you know, do you think it's important that people kind of get their brand out a little stronger with the strengths that they only they have? And I would say, yes, it sounds like you're saying, yes, it's important, you know, and start small show your authentic self, kind of keep it about the audience, the people that you're trying to impact. And then finally, you have this challenge. How are you going to add value to the marketplace? And how soon are you going to do it? Do you think it's important? I don't know, should people share stuff with you? And, you know, maybe you can do a best of on one of your upcoming yeah, uh, dude, episodes? I'll take that challenge for sure, man. I mean, if you That'd get pretty yeah, cool. if you want to if you want to try this, I mean, there's a great exercise that that you could do. It's from a book called Content Inc. You just definitely check out and it's basically, you know, just draw two circles that kind of could join like the top of a Venn diagram sure. and and think about the problems that people are having out there in the marketplace that you serve right now. So so maybe, you know, it's if you're selling a product 
what are the personas that you guys are going after and what are the like the top three problems that they have? Like just list those in one of the circles. And then the other circle is what are you most interested in? Mm -hmm. And, and you know, what, you know, is it voice as far as the medium? Like, is it voice? Is it maybe a podcast? Is it writing? Are you better at writing? Or do you want to go out and, and go to events and try to create your content according to kind of the middle of those two concentric circles? What you like to do and their problem, there's your list right there. You, the, you, you could, you, you want to live in the problem of the people that you're trying to, to serve, right? So I just like sales development. I, I think that, you know, it's got a lot of momentum. There's a lot of energy in in the industry and it's perfectly aligned with the problems that are out there because there's a lot of us out there me included that every day wake up and go how do i get more appointments pipeline and revenue like and so You're right it's a great overlap right yep. there and the bigger problems you are able to solve the bigger the problem you're able to solve the more you find yourself progressing in yeah. life and in your career so get really good at becoming a problem solver. Yeah. A great, that's a great concept, that quasi-Venn diagram concept. It's called, you said content? Content, Con content Inc. Yeah. So we'll put that in the show notes. Yep. Another great book that I always recommend, it's called Thinker Toys. Yeah. And Thinker Toys is really a workbook of creative exercises to nudge your creative thinking skills and even your critical thinking skills. So you approach problems from many different angles and you don't see problems really as problems. You see them more as puzzles mm. and you break them into small pieces and you just put that puzzle together one piece at a time. And you just approach life differently when you've got those lenses on. Yeah. So anyway, Dave, I don't want to put people to sleep here. I mean, again, as we said at the start of this episode, this is a celebration of all you've accomplished on the airwaves here and all that's ahead. So what piece of advice or pieces of advice do you want to leave behind for everybody? I know you've, you're one of the guys who's got an attitude of gratitude. I'm sure you want to thank all those guests that have invested some time in appearing on the show with you, as well as all the people like me who listen to you on our, what's the word I'm looking for? Atrocious, let's use atrocious, <laughs> commutes, you know, the hellacious, totally. that was the word I was looking for. There and back to the office sometimes gets really rough, but if you can, you know, make the best of that me time when you're in the car or even on an airplane listening to your podcast, it could really make for a better day. So yeah. I'm sure you want to thank a lot of those people and, and leave behind some pieces of advice for people as we kind of carry forward into the next block of 100. So yeah. let people know what you're thinking. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, you, you hit it right on the head that just having gratitude toward what we have here. I mean, it is ridiculous when you think about the blessings, you know, that we're given. And I don't want to get too, too sappy with you, but I am, you know, blown away every day by what has been provided, you know, by previous generations and the hardworking people that you see out there every day, the people you know, fixing the windows and <laughs> emptying the trash and doing all the things that we take for granted every day. And so I try to start every day with that attitude. And I literally like the first thing in my morning journal that I look at is what are you grateful for today? And to your point, all the, you know, from the podcast and the growing the business, all the people that have come on and shared their wisdom with us, all the people that come to the conference and have done amazing presentations, all the, the vendors that have, you know, basically paid to 
put us all in a room and make it happen and, and have been able to share their solutions at, at the tables. All the clients that have come out and, and supported the growth of 10Bound. I mean, and then back behind that, I mean, you know, my family and my wife and my kids and everything that they do, my parents, <laughs> the people that have, you know, made this all possible for, for us. It's just, it's just, and it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm to wake up every day and just be incredibly grateful for everything that we have. And I, I really, really, truly am. Powerful um, way to start each day, isn't it? It is. It is. It's almost like a ripple effect when you practice gratitude. Yeah. You know, you start local and, and it finds its way out yeah. to a global stage. And it's incredible when you really pause and think about all the people that are making a contribution. Yeah. And personally for me, and I'm sure you would agree, you, you feel obligated to make a contribution yourself tenfold and ten bound. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Big time. Well, Dave, Big. on that note, thank you for all you've contributed, not only with the work you're doing with Ten Bound, but with this podcast. You know, like you said earlier in our talk, you know, you're learning regularly from the guests that you're encountering, et cetera, and featuring. Well, it's a two-way street, my man. We're, we're learning from you and we're learning from all the people that you've featured. So thank you for what you're doing and, and please continue. Thank you, man. Like I said, I mean, you've been a huge influence on me and thank you for you know, setting this up and hosting the show today. It's been good to be on the other side of the table, if you will. So well, thanks, Dave. It. Well, I'll let you sign off. This is your <laughs> podcast. So why don't you let everybody go? All right. Ralph Barcy with the Sales Development Podcast. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.